0: Take, off, take flight with you. we never fly, but we're flying. Right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Take Flight Podcast. This is episode number 173, and I'm back again with back to back bite size episodes. This week I'm hosting another Take Flight Takeaways episode for you. The rest of the team are all traveling at the moment, and for once I'm the only one that's not traveling, which does make a great change, which is why I'm back again to share hopefully a valuable episode for you, our valued listeners. For those that are new, where have you been these Take Flight Takeaway episodes are short bite-sized episodes of around 10 minutes where each of us take turns to share takeaways and learnings which we think would be of value to others. In case you haven't checked out any of these bite-sized takeaway episodes before, we highly, highly recommend checking check them all out. Now back to this episode, uh, I will be talking about five key lessons that I learned while spending 10 years working abroad for one of the largest companies in the globe. In this episode, I will share with you first the context of how my career started and what it's looked like. Two, the five key learnings during the last decade. And three, an exciting announcement at the end of the episode. Now, starting as always with context. So I'm from the UK. Originally from the southeast of England, Portsmouth in Hampshire with my parents, migrating over from Bangladesh in the generation before me. Now, I moved to London in 2008 for university, which was a big deal at the time for my family because I was the first person from my family to go to university, plus I was moving out of the family home. Now, after four amazing years in London from 2008 to 2012, I completed my undergraduate degree in economics and accounting. So now it's 2012. And at this point, I love London and I'm not looking to go anywhere else. And like most economic graduates at the time in London, I was looking for a role in banking or accounting and applying for a boatload of graduate schemes, all of them for a role in London except one. Now, that role that I applied for outside of London was for a summer internship in Switzerland for a global pharma company. Now, to give some of you, the listeners, an idea on how big this company is, it generated just under $50 billion of annual sales last year. And if you were to list out all the largest companies in the globe, this company that I got my internship for would go into the top 50 of the largest companies in the world, with Switzerland being its headquarters. So I thought I would apply. It was a cool opportunity, also with the chance to travel to New York beforehand for a training, and I had never been to America before. And the role itself at that time was a summer internship working in their finance team, which was an area of interest for me. And it was a, Applying was a shot in the dark, and I wasn't expecting it, truth be told. And at that point, as mentioned, I really wanted to stay in London. And as well as that, my appetite for travel had not been ignited at that point. Now, in the end, after working through a tidal wave of graduate job applications and internship applications during the summer of 2012, the internship in Switzerland was the best opportunity that I was offered at the time. So June 2012, I packed my bags and relocated from London to Switzerland for what was only supposed to be a three-month summer internship. And fast forward now, more than 10 years later, having now worked in Switzerland, Japan, Sweden, and Denmark, across three different businesses within this huge company in multiple roles, it's safe to say that it's been a life-changing decade. So I thought it would be good to reflect and share some of the key professional learnings from the last 10 years, which I will share in chronological order and that I believe can be applied in multiple areas. So starting with lesson one, the doors that don't open for you will end up leading you to much bigger and better doors later if you don't give up and remain flexible. So what does this mean? So as mentioned, back in 2012, all I wanted to do was live in London at that point, And I had very little interest to travel at that point either, and I could count in one hand how many countries I had travelled to while growing up, which may seem crazy now for anyone that follows me, but living and working abroad back then did seem like a crazy idea. So I remember how much I really wanted to stay in London, so I was very frustrated that I couldn't get any decent opportunities to stay in 2012. In the end, moving to Switzerland was the best option I had at the time. And despite it being only a three month stint, and I was looking at that time for a more permanent role, I thought, okay, this is the best option. I can experience three months abroad and see how it goes. And in the end, it ended up being the best decision and outcome ever. So lesson number one, the doors that don't open for you will end up leading you to much bigger and better doors later if you don't give up and remain flexible. Now, lesson number two, Don't chase checks. Look instead for the opportunity to learn, grow and deliver results. The money will always follow. Now, the move to Switzerland, however great it sounded back in 2012, was the lowest paying option out of all the other job offers I had at the time. It was also the shortest period too. However, once I stopped getting hung up on the salary and focused more on which opportunity could I learn from the most then the Swiss opportunity was by far the best offer on the table. Now, yes, of course, it was only for three months. But when else would I get the chance to move and work abroad? I was 21 at the time. Now, the crazy thing is, by the end of the summer internship, I was offered a full-time permanent position, which ended up offering to pay me more than some of the best finance graduate jobs in London anyway. So if I had based this decision at the beginning of the summer purely on financials, I would not have reached the point at the end of the summer and being offered this very attractive permanent role, which exceeded what I thought was even possible at the time. So this taught me very early on, don't get too hung up on the financials, but instead always take the option where I can learn and grow the most. Money will always come later. Lesson number three, jump before you're ready. So I've had a few big jumps in my professional career. The first was moving from the UK to Switzerland in 2012. The second, I would say, is relocating from Switzerland to Japan in 2016, even though i would never been to Japan in my life. And then I think the third big jump was deciding to move out of a CFO pathway into a more CEO pathway in 2019. Now, in all of these three jumps that I've mentioned, I was not ready before I made the jump. But it was the best time to do it. So starting with that first example, when I moved to Switzerland, I was ready at that time to move for three months. If you had told me at that time, you'll be moving for a few years, I would not have been ready for that. Then in the second example, when I relocated from Switzerland to Tokyo in Japan in 2016, I had never traveled to anywhere in Asia apart from Bangladesh, which is where my parents are from. I had no friends in Asia, and I most definitely could not speak the language. But I moved anyway because I could learn on the journey. And then in 2019, after spending seven years on a finance CFO pathway in my company, I concluded that I didn't think this was the right path for me anymore. And I wanted to take a more general leadership CEO pathway, which would potentially be more interesting and in line with my personality. Now, in every one of these three scenarios, I had enough conviction to take the jump but there were still tiny seeds of doubt in my mind whether it was the right thing to do. However, if I had waited until I was 100% sure, then I probably would still be in London and would not have moved anywhere. So each time I took the jump, it always led to bigger and better outcomes on the other side. So lesson number three, jump before you're ready. Lesson number four, find mentors and leaders that inspire you to give you guidance apply everything while then sharing it to the next generation. Now, I've been extremely fortunate that during the last decade in this amazing company, I've been able to work for and meet not only some of the best leaders in this organization, but some of the best leaders in the industry. Now, it's amazed me how much they were willing to share their time and expertise once they knew there was someone on the other side of the table that not only seeks their advice, but most importantly, takes it away and applies it. Now I recognized how privileged I was in this position, which is why it became almost an obligation for me to share these insights with others coming through. Two examples of this, one was after joining on a summer internship, Pabilo and I, who's obviously another Take Flight podcast member, we were the first two people that were offered a permanent role from the summer internship program. And after that, Once we were in the company on a permanent basis, we went about to promote the program as much as possible and got endorsement from C-suite leaders for the program to continue. Since then, more than 100 students have come through that internship program and many of them have stayed and had wonderful careers with the ones that have left also flourishing too. The other example of this is being able to start pupils to professionals, which I've spoken a little bit on the podcast in previous episodes. To recap, this was an idea where I saw firsthand how many inspiring, Leaders there were in this company. So, I wanted to open up that experience to students that maybe wouldn't get access to that so they can see this and go for more. Now, since starting the program in 2014 with two students traveling to Switzerland from the UK, Pupils and Professionals has now helped more than 600 students be inspired to think bigger and about their career earlier and what's possible. None of this would have been even feasible without the support of the great leaders in this organization. So find them and listen, apply, and then share with others. You will multiply their impact significantly. Now, lesson number five, work is a priority, but it's not the only priority. Prioritize other areas too. You'll have a lot of fun and end up working better anyway. Now, one thing that started in 2012 while living in Switzerland was this passion that I have for traveling. I saw what life was like to not just work in a different country, but understand different cultures, taste different foods and meet people from many different walks of life. But before moving to Switzerland in 2012, I had traveled to three countries in my life. And now a decade on, not only have I lived and worked in five countries across Europe and Asia, but I've been fortunate enough to travel to more than 70 countries in parallel to working in this career. And the more I traveled, funnily enough, the better I worked, which is why work has always been a priority for me. However, it became equally important to prioritize broadening my mind through travel and other interests as well. Now, another non-work priority was spending time with family. Now, in this department, this was deprioritized between 2012 to 2017 when I had already moved to Asia. I wanted to work, I wanted to travel and do lots of other things with the assumption that many people have that my parents would live forever. Now, then in 2017, my dad had a stroke and was severely hospitalised and almost died and it recalibrated everything to me about what's important and how precious time and life is. So keeping that now in mind and getting this cold, hard taste of reality in 2017 by almost losing a a parent, I decided that from then on, I will come back to the UK regularly and also make time to travel together with my family. And this has essentially been a number one priority since 2017. Everything else comes second. Now, again, this didn't make my output or work any worse. It actually made me perform better. So if you enjoy your work, of course, prioritize it. I definitely did. And I do now still do that. It's just don't let it be the only thing. You'll end up being more productive anyway. Now, I know I said I only had five lessons, but I thought I'd add on a bonus one at the end uh, as a very special Thank you for getting to this part of the episode. And that bonus lesson is if you don't ask, you will never get. People cannot read your mind. Now, early on in my career, I was told by a mentor, once you want something, make sure to ask for it and tell people no one is going to guess what you want for you. Now, of course, if you're not sure about something, then it doesn't help to ask people. However, I think once, even if you have 80% conviction, put it out there and start telling people what you want and how you will get there. Now, I had this when I decided to move to Asia. At the time, there were no obvious opportunities available, but I told leaders around me, this is what I want. I really want to move to Asia. Also, when I decided to move out of finance into a more CEO, general manager pathway, I decided I wanted to move. And it was only through telling people did the opportunity to move to Stockholm in Sweden in a strategy role even come about. And this is a priceless learning which you can apply in every area of life. And if you're clear on what you want, tell people and get the universe moving for you, not against you. So to summarize the five key learnings from an international career spanning over a decade. Lesson number one, the doors that don't open for you will end up leading you to much bigger and better doors later, if you don't give up and remain flexible. Lesson number two, don't chase checks, look instead for the opportunity to learn, grow and deliver results, the money will always follow. Lesson number three, jump before you're ready. Lesson number four, find mentors and leaders that inspire you to give you guidance. Apply everything while also sharing it to the next generation. Lesson number five, Work is a priority, but it's not the only priority. Prioritize other areas too, and you'll have lots of fun and end up working better anyway. And then the bonus lesson, if you don't ask, you'll never get. People cannot read your mind. And to close this episode, as mentioned up front, I wanted to share a special announcement, which I think encapsulates everything that has been shared in this episode and the previous episode, in case you missed it. After an amazing decade in an international corporate career, I recently decided that now is the time to leave and move into full-time entrepreneurship. I had some amazing opportunities to stay, keep developing and progressing on a path in this great company, a track which if you told me in 2012, I would not have believed you. But now after getting married last year, having a couple of years before starting a family, God willing, and also being able to finish my executive MBA soon and seeing all the amazing opportunities out there to grow further and take some bigger risks, I think now is the perfect window to bet on myself and go for it. So concluding, in the end, that if I don't take the jump now and learn a lot, then I probably would end up never taking the jump, staying safe and feeling regret later. And so far, I have zero regrets in my career. I'm not looking to start regretting anything now. And I have to give a credit to the great organization that I've been part of and the leaders that have supported me throughout that period, the last 10 years. When sharing with them my thoughts during the last few months and why now and the ideas I have, every single one of them wished me well and gave me priceless advice and contacts to follow up with, while some even offering to be advisors and investors for what's coming next. So thank you to everyone for the continued support. Now, of course, as you can imagine, I'm very, very excited to share more info on what's next throughout the year. It's been a crazy busy start to the year, traveling across Europe, speaking with business owners and investors while setting up the foundations in the background. But I'm excited for what's to come and I will continue to share the learnings of everything as we go along on Take Flight podcast together with the dream team of Daniel Olu and Pavilo. So that's it, I hope that's been useful. In case you have any other questions, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on LinkedIn, shuwel, S-H-U-W-E-L, or Instagram at Shuël one Please make sure to check out our previous takeaway episodes in case you haven't. And if you haven't done so already, please make sure to follow or subscribe to us on whichever platform you use to listen. Leave a review as well if you have thirty seconds to spare, or even feel free to share it with someone who you think may find it useful. We'll be back next week with another episode for you. The flyers so keep on taking flight and flying Hi. Take off, take flight with you.